so, so we're missing the Al Smith dinner, which I explained to you in the Slack. Uh, it's a traditional charity event that's held by the oh, Catholic okay. Church in New York. Um, and they have it at the Waldorf Astoria there. And um, the two presidential nominees traditionally sit on either side of the Cardinal, Cardinal Dolan right now. Mm-hmm. And they uh, each go up and get their chance to roast the other candidate. Um, yeah. Really? And so it's like, a, it's like, look how, look how we're all still friendly and good. And, you know, it's okay. It's all going to be good. Like, I don't remember romney's really but uh the the mccain obama one i remember was was was, had some pretty good stuff in there um so here here on the i'm watching the got the live feed here on youtube and uh it's it's a really wide shot so you can barely see them but um there's there's hillary talking to cardinal dolan and trump on his other side uh looking kind of uh oh wait no they're talking to each other now holy crap trump and clinton are now talking to each other i can't even believe it they're talking to each other. They're waving their hands around, and they look happy. What's happening? Nothing makes sense. Yeah. So apologies, listeners. I've been sick, and it's also the reason you haven't gotten the previous episode <laughs> yet. Yeah. Uh, so this is, what is this, 21? 21. This is 21? This is Thinkery. I'm Brian. This is Paul over here. <coughs> that guy. He just died, died on air. We're all so, miserable. Ironically, we'll finally get good view- listeners. Yeah, I think, I think now is our chance <laughs> to really take off. No, don't think, don't think too deeply, audience, about the fact that Paul's the one who edited the episode. So for you to hear this episode, that he's not dead, but he's dead. He just died. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel very bad um, for me. I guess in addition to talking about your cold or whatever, we, there's nothing to talk about yeah. for that. Oh, it's okay. a cold. There we're we did. To- we're done. Yeah. Topic one in the yeah. goddamn beep, can. Beep. So I was literally going to spend part of this time talking about politics because we kind of can't help ourselves. Yeah, that's up to you. We um, could avoid it altogether if you want. I know you you literally led with we're missing this out. I know. I shouldn't have done that. I'm Sharpton sorry. Smith we're thing. missing the Al Sharpton dinner. <laughs> Everybody gets in like sweatsuits and uh, yells at each yeah. other. Um, yeah. Uh, so we don't have to talk um, about politics at all if you don't want to. I, I don't have any particular investment in that. I mean, it's it's... Well, it's a weird, it's on the one hand, it is a topic that is interesting to yes, both of us. Yes, very much so. Talk about it. We, you know, this is this is the time during the week when we talk. We we will message each other. Mostly, it's me messaging you, and you don't respond. Right. But we will <laughs> we will have little text based conversations throughout the week sometimes. But then this is our this is our hanging out with each other as well as recording the correct, show time. Correct. So there's a little bit of a spillover That's true. from the from the two things, which is yes. fine uh, as long as we're being marginally clever. Right, right. Vaguely uh-huh. insightful. Well, Toby will definitely be bigger than me. I mean, he's already uh, ridiculously big for his age. So he. My laptop stand is taller than you. Or my this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I am standing up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I am I am the evil voice on your shoulder, yeah. Brian. Almost literally. You could, you could get, you could get um, work seasonally as a really... High-end elf on the shelf. <laughs> wow, the artificial intelligence needs is really <laughs> That's such a sophisticated... <laughs> uh, can we return this elf on the shelf? He's really kind of cranky. I didn't even know they were supposed to talk, but this is a cranky elf. he has gas. <laughs> he's, I'm pretty sure he raided my fridge. <laughs> well, because we were at the toy store. Okay, because right. we were at the toy store. Okay. Um, and, and they had the elf on the shelf, and I, I asked... Um, the lady there, 
like, oh, does this sell well? She just gave me a look like, oh, God, kill me. And she's like, I really don't know. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, I think there's this, like, we don't do it. I'm like, okay. So I, it seems creepy. She's like, yep. <laughs> but they have, like, um, they have um, a St. Bernard, apparently, and a reindeer. So there's accessories. Of course. Go with the elf on the shelf. I, I think, uh, you can tell me what you think, that this is just an off-the-cuff topic. I think that is a horribly abusive toy, and people who use Elf on the Shelf, even in a cute, fun way, uh, should be ashamed of yeah, themselves. Yeah, the idea—so, I mean, I've never actually <laughs> seen one. The idea is that it's like a, a, a surveillance conduit to Santa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100% then. That's terrible. That's just awful. And, uh, you know, actually, I remember Toby uh, being a little worried about that kind of thing. Uh, just the idea of like the Panopticon Santa always watching, um, and uh, he didn't express it that way, of course. Um, but and and I felt like compelled to to tell him, it's like you don't need to worry that much. You are a good kid. There's no need to worry about that kind of thing. If Santa Eric Schmidt said, uh, "Oh right," uh, but <laughs> if you're not watching, if you're not doing anything. If uh, if uh, 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 you are a really good kid and and you know we 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 keep the by the way we kind of I've talked about this before we kind of keep it like where I play a kind of skeptical daddy about Santa like are you sure like how does he do X Y and Z but I don't actually tell him you know it's a bunch of shit um so so I hi future Toby if there is a Santa I, I I tell him that like he he already knows it's fine that you 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 are in good stead you don't need to worry he's not watching every moment of your life that's just that's that's all just pretend stuff that there's people anybody who's always watching you okay so don't because i do not want him to feel like there are creatures who are surveilling him at all times i i I can't stand that idea so yes the elf on the shelf thing. other than people other than people from the well yeah i mean the nsa is Uh, google is uh but otherwise hi eric schmidt Uh, come on the show (laughs) he's already on he's already on Oh my, Eric. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I get it, and I get why people think it's fun or whatever. But I don't recall. I know we talked about Santa before, during yeah. You and I on the show. I don't recall, other than the sort of what could I get that is a good thing. I don't recall feeling terrifically positive about it. Like you know, excited when you come downstairs, sure. but. I feel like there's a lot of negative anxiety about that. Yeah. And then, then again, we're both, we're two people with like, probably, well, you definitely, me, probably undiagnosed anxiety. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, probably also undiagnosed Asperger's, really. If also if you look at the rest of my family. Right, right, right. My dad and my brother. But anyway, so all that stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, I think it depends on how your parents handle it, right? So if like, if, yeah. if they, if they're always using that as a cudgel. Like, well, Santa's not going to get you anything if you do X, Y, or Z. And now that oh, I think about it, I got to tell you. My parents did do that quite a bit, frankly. So maybe that's part of the reason I'm fucked up. Um, so yeah, that, that I think that's kind of weird. Like I, I, the, the the idea of Santa as threat, I'm not crazy about. The idea of uh, maybe there is something that happens. So this nice thing that happens on Christmas morning that might have something to do with this magical person that you will grow out of eventually. Uh, is different because it's it's just something to look forward to as opposed to um and like and like to imagine the fantasy world that surrounds that you know that's that's fun mm-hmm. stuff right yeah. um but but as uh behavior enforcement um as someone who's like policing your activities uh no i don't think that's that's fun and and that is not yeah how- and it is 
And, and if you're not going to be that person who's actually going to follow through on it, then the kids are eventually going to realize that you're just you're just talking shit. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, right. Well, I, I killed the dog, so I still got my bike. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, the Elf on the Shelf thing is, I get why it's popular. Yeah. Primarily because people are idiots uh, and they're jerks. So there's a thing a few days ago. Yes. That somebody, I don't know if they know who, I haven't followed up on this. There was, uh, there's actually in Topics. Our topics list um, that uh, somebody firebombed um, a right. GOP office right. in North Carolina, um, which is not something one should condone. No, I don't believe no. Even if you disagree with them, it should be people of of what is the expression like? People of sound mind can disagree on things. Or there's a specific turn of phrase. Ah, uh, crap! I, that, I know what I, you're you, talking about. Yeah, uh, it's like it's a cliche. It's a completely yeah, yeah, yeah. common I just cliche. The other day. Oh crap! Uh, duh, we can uh, we uh, people. Oh shit! <laughs> um, this is uh, the worst podcast ever. Quotes <laughs> uh, 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 of a disagreement with like um, honest, with, uh, yeah, honest. Is it like yeah. an honest disagreement? Is it a? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that expression. The point is. That there should be most of the times it's a question of whether the people on like say the two sides of the main the main aisle in yeah. the politics is everyone wants the same thing. It's generally the question of how you're getting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you don't you don't want to murder the Republicans, you don't want to murder the Democrats or whatever. So the firebombing is kind of condemnable. I don't know who did it. Uh Trump immediately said it was agents of Hillary Clinton. Of course. He also posted the one poll in existence that has him ahead, uh, right. and it's like, hey, um, uh, Mr. Trump, you 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 you're like down like massively in every other single poll in existence. You know that you're right? you're losing Utah to Evan yeah. McMullen, and it's like I do wonder, I do wonder if um, just before getting to the G- the firebombing thing, because mm-hmm. I. I you know, he he says we're winning. He says here are the polls. Like here are the you know this, um, the shitty website polls mm-hmm. that we're they're winning, and and the campaign is like we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. They're not saying look, this is going to be tricky. It's going to be tough. We got to mobilize people because uh, we you know we're in danger, but we're we can still pull it off, which would, I feel like would be a better thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically true, but still, hey, mm-hmm. Kellyanne Conway. Don't come on the show. You're a horrible person. You're a terrible. Person. Um, <laughs> you're just a terrible person. You are dead inside. You're, mercenary robot um and and they're not going to contest the election if they win (sighs) oh but it's fine we're gonna win um uh but i want i do wonder if they're in their their own bubble genuinely like it seemed like the romney campaign was and it seems like romney was in a bubble yeah romney was in a bubble and it seemed like mccain and, and palin were in a bubble too i'll bet mccain wasn't I don't know. He's in a bubble where he thinks it's not stupid, fuck, insane to say. You know yeah. what? He went on Saturday Night Live like the like the three days before the election or whatever it was, and did that sketch with Tina Fey where she was pretending to be Palin, and they were like doing like the campaign sell off, and they were selling off the stuff to kind of f- fund the last days of the campaign and stuff. <laughs> and it, the premise was definitely like we're in trouble. You know, I, I think McCain knew how that was going to go down. Hopefully, but uh, but so uh, Romney didn't. Um, no, Romney you, did not. And so I don't know. I wonder if if the Trump campaign is because they're like, well, we got our own internal polling that says he's actually really up, and it's going to be a landslide victory. And it's like, well, 
Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, I'm sure every Trump single was... person on that campaign understands what's actually going on. And the only person I can't speak for on that end is Trump himself. I don't know. It's hard to tell because like the forcefulness of his surrogates is impressive. Right. Um, like you, they don't even pause to sort of give you that kind of like, yeah, but we're still, you know, like there's that wink, t- wink. There's like, yeah. Yeah. There's not like a moment of humanity before they sort of put the shields back up. It's even like Giuliani, though, like he's, he's out of his mind. Yeah. Right. But even Giuliani, like as he's spinning after after the debate and before the debate yesterday, I, I saw a little bit of him. Oh, I didn't. I you could see thing. it in his eyes um, that, that he knew he was throwing out bullshit. It's it's. I, I can't tell you how I knew, but you could tell that he knew that he was shoveling well, shit. The only time he seemed really like he was out of, uh, that he was really stumbling was after the, the uh, grab him by the pussy bus talk. Yeah. Where I came. Well, he's going even farther Chris on Math- that now. Chris Math- Matthews? Chris Matthews, right? That's yeah. the guy, right? Uh, I, I don't know. He's talked to a bunch of people, so he was on every no, but, show. But that, that, that is a guy. That's like hardball. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, hardball. Yeah. Yeah, where I think it was him. I can't remember who, but he sort of got himself trapped where he was at the one hand trying to say, look, this is just guy talk and this is a private moment. It's candid to people talking and then saying that Hillary Clinton's speeches or whatever, her private thinking that you should absolutely nail her on. Mm. And they said, wait a second. So you're saying in the one case, it doesn't matter because it's just us off the record. But in the other case, you should like what's going on. And he was like, and he had this like, what felt like a year long pause. <laughs> he wasn't ready before. for that. That's great. No, and it was like prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, you, yeah. Okay, dude. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure it didn't affect anything. No, of course not. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just yeah, along the same lines as uh, you know. We're here. We go. We're going into politics. Fucking shit. I know. But, I know. I know. But here. But this is important. Um, not for much I won't, longer. Audience. I won't dwell on this. I promise. But uh, the whole thing with Trump saying he refuses to concede the election and all that stuff that was at the debate. And like every pundit was saying, like, that's that's the end of the campaign right there. He disqualified himself by saying that he uh, would not accept the results, et cetera, et cetera. And so like every like at, to a person, every every pundit was except for the yeah. ones who were shilling for Trump were saying that elections over because of this. Mark Halperin is getting a lot of shit right now, as he always does. Um, but he's getting a lot of shit right now for saying that, like, this is something that really only the elites care about. Um, you know, it, it may not play well with with general voters, but uh, I, I agree with him, actually, that, you know, people in like, you know, rural Pennsylvania or whatever, who haven't decided who they're going to vote for or whatever, are, are they, they don't care that Donald Trump is saying, I'm not going to follow the formal script of how the losing candidate is supposed to behave. I, mm-hmm. I I just don't think it's that kind of knockout blow that everybody else who oh, makes no, no. $200,000 yeah. a year and more, you know, thinks that it is. I just don't. I don't buy it. No, so, but everybody's and also, jumping on Halpern for being like you idiot chill. But I'm like, no, he's got it, guys. No, I, I mean it, it. It's stunning, but it's like okay, we're not. A, I don't know why I was surprised, um, and I don't know if anyone's taking him seriously. And some of his, his uh, followers presumably would be. Oh yeah, they'll take him seriously. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's well the thing the people who are for him, that's a principled stand. Correct. Right, and the people Correct. who are against him, it's not going to change anything. Not people who are, it might might get a couple people. Um, yeah, going and the to people him. who are in the middle, the for the for the blithering morons who are still undecided. Uh, yeah, like the the last yeah, thing. How do they populate the second debate? How the fuck is that even possible? I can't even fucking imagine. Like, what is wrong with you people? Are you do you all have like lobotomies? How can you not have <laughs> so chosen? If Anderson Cooper's like, welcome to the second debate, we populated with, we found a whole bunch of uh, undecided voters and just turned to them to turn around like, 
Shame on you. <laughs> we found a people who we just re- uh, revived from comas. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. These people have arrived by a time machine from the deep past. Okay, all right. Uh, now, firebombing, North yes. Carolina GOP office, yes. go. And so, so as a sign of, so the, the, the office was firebombed, um, and as a sign of support for fellow man and to show that I get presumably... Uh, cynically also that we're better than you um mm. democrats raise the money to repair it right and so i think that's actually kind of a nice gesture it's a very it's a very deft gesture as well as being a genuinely nice one mm-hmm. um because you know it sort of deflates any potential hey look at your guys are, we're not firebombing you um could be seen as also, defensive like uh it wasn't yeah, us, no, wasn't us. we're gonna pay for it see uh. oh <laughs> yeah i guess so uh <laughs> Uh, don't yeah. Here's this, this dollar bill that's slightly crispy. Um, <laughs> Ignore that. But but I yeah, I have a bunch of friends who are like who got upset at it. Yeah, got yeah. genuinely upset at it. Like, why would you support these horrible people? They're doing these horrible things. It's like, well, on the one hand, you they still are in the country next week or like in next month, like yeah. December first. They're still here. Yeah, they don't get ejected after the election. Yeah, <laughs> are you way too many people? Taking that tact is like, well, thank God all this racism is going to be gone. You know, yeah, I am. Uh, I understand why people are upset about Democrats giving to that fund. I, I mean, because I get it, because particularly in, in this environment, it's not like we're talking again. It's not like we're talking about like these kind of two co-equal parties who have, you know, just kind of different ideas about how to get to the same place. Like the Republican yeah. Party really is a destructive force. And, At this point, sure. Yeah, and right now it is. In 2016, is just especially North fucking Carolina. It's not. It, it, it is not like you're just like the loyal opposition. It's a bunch of racists yeah. and you know uh, uh, fundamentalists and, and, and racists and in North Carolina. Come right. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All of you at once. Very big Skype call. Wow. Ooh, it's gonna be a long show. Um, yeah. But uh, but exciting. Uh, so just a I, loop of y'all. So I, I, I am sympathetic to that, but the problem is that you know people are saying like, "See, so you just donated to the North Carolina GOP. Thanks a lot." And I get it, I really do. But yeah. we're not talking about donating to their political action fund. It's it, the, the idea anyway. Now, there's going to yeah. be a trick here. Um, the idea is let's help these fellow human beings put yeah. this part of their lives back together. But one thing that did come up that that I hadn't thought of was that. You know that's all going to be paid for by the insurance. They don't need. I, that was actually insurance. one of my first. That was going. That was going to be my thing. Yeah. It's like on a pure practical level, it's like wouldn't they have insurance? Like this is a gesture, obviously, but right. it's not necessary. Which is why you know when you say, "Oh, you give something to someone," it's, oh, you didn't have to. It's like I know that's what makes it a nice gesture. I well, that's true. Yeah, to. and and but I understand. Like so, then it becomes a de facto donation, right? So they're just going to use that for their whatever purposes that they yeah. would, they would normally use a political donation for, and still. I think this is what you're saying. It, it the gesture is the important thing. Is that even it though is. we are we are ideological enemies, you are fellow human beings who had a terrible thing happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's a terrible thing. Like it's so, and oh, that's absolutely. I think that's an important point. The money doesn't fix the fact that oh shit, we got firebombed. Which you know, is crazy. there is a psychological and an emotional toll on people's lives that are taken by that kind of thing. So if a gesture is then reached across from, from across the aisle from from the people you spend your daytime energy trying to fight and they're like, here, let me help you up. 
Um, I think that's a powerful uh, that could be thing. yeah, that could be potentially transformative. He's like, oh, I thought you were just this heterogeneous blob of asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wow, you're helping me. Or maybe you're suckers. I mean, individually, people are gonna have their own reaction. I, yeah, I get people being upset, but um, I, I appreciate it as as a gesture that is you know noble at the same time that it could also be seen as being very technically you know, very very uh, positioned and everything um i mean i mean I, I, that and the thing is it's not going to be just the one thing it is it'll also be mixed in with smugness right there there oh sure absolutely people, it, it is a it is a we are there are people who are in part paying for the chance to be smug uh, about <laughs> look at the cool yeah. thing that we did that you would never do you assholes well um, but it's also <coughs> it, it is also the way that they can rebuke the tactics right they mm -hmm. say that's not us that is not like because the obvious the, the obvious implication even though it's like maybe the libertarians did it frankly i wouldn't put it past libertarians mm. they're crazy people they don't even want to have to have driver's license they don't want to have laws so, so. yeah <laughs> uh so it would be you know under, under gary johnson it'd be illegal they'd be like what's your problem yeah hey like that um yeah well, what, what do you have a problem with that? Um, <laughs> it sounds like him. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so there's this, it's a rebuke. It's like when, when something happens where a Muslim attacks someone, they're like, well, why aren't the Muslims doing more to sort of fight against it? It's like, this is a more that mm -hmm. they're doing to say, like, we are not this. And also, people getting upset, it's like, you're a very Christian nation, theoretically. The turning the other cheek and supporting for someone even as they're shitting on you. Yeah. That's very Christian. Ah, uh, but the liberals are godless secular humanists, you see. I know. Well, every right? single one of the liberals, a... by the way, are secular <laughs> humanists is what uh, we are told. So we're told. 100% of the Republicans are religious plus somehow 25, 125% or 150% yes. of the Republicans are uh, religious if you do those numbers. That's correct. Anyway. It's science yeah, fact. like that. <laughs> but one like yeah. that makes me think of like one of the most moving things I can think of from recent years is when uh, it was after I think it was Tunisia it was in Tunisia I wish I could remember now because now I feel now I feel stupid but uh, where Christians were being attacked uh, I think it was you know I think it was Egypt I think it was Egypt yeah it was Egypt Coptic Christians were being attacked by like these mobs and stuff like that and so sure. Muslims were like forming human shields around them. I'm getting choked up as I'm saying this because I saw the the, the pictures of it and stuff, and it was just yeah. this beautiful image of like you're just fellow humans and we're going to protect you, um, particularly in such a, a wrought time. And so that kind of gesture is big, way bigger than whatever it functionally accomplishes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like um, on 9/11. The part that got me wasn't the planes crashing into the buildings killing those people that's terrible obviously mm -hmm. but the part that got me was the firemen dying yeah because yeah. they ran into i mean they rushed my father in has been a fireman a fireman for a couple decades so that obviously impacts but like and the police and the first responders like they went in to save people knowing they were going to die yeah uh, and that like you, you you by cramming that plane into the building you whether you thought of it or not you were you were conscripting those people to die voluntarily yeah um, and that's like way more upsetting to me, um, yeah. than just being a, a, like a victim, which is, which is, you know, I mean, you understand what I'm saying, I do. even though yep. it doesn't really logically make that much sense probably, but, uh, no, I totally get it. I, I yeah. definitely get it. But yeah, so the, I think, I think the gesture is, is the idea of that as a gesture is fine. Like I was, 
argument with these people like, well, this is so horrible. It's like, well, no, I mean, you know, what we just said. And I don't think, I think then the conversation kind of died. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not, I don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, also, they're safe. They can do it. It's not like it is, well, here's that $13,000. Cool. We got one more ad and won the election. And, yeah, and some of the people in yeah. conversations are pointing out that, like, these people and those on that level, that's not Donald Trump. That's just Republicans who are part of the Republican Party who, you know, it, it, it's you guys with the system you have. It is also legitimate, I think, to say that you're kind of stuck. Uh, like if if someone took over, I assume you're a registered Democrat. Uh, yeah, I am. Right. If someone took over, like if, if Bernie Sanders, you'd say you didn't like Bernie Sanders. Okay. Like you, that Bernie Sanders was terrible and he took over the party. You wouldn't necessarily leave the party. You'd still want to fight for the party. Right, right. And you'd still be like, well, I still think the Democrats are the best idea. We still do this and this guy's an asshole or whatever. So you wouldn't necessarily go away from that. So the fact right. that some of the platforms – and it, it, there's a huge thing with the Democrats of this thing. It's like, oh, we're pushing the platform forward. It's like, okay, that mm -hmm. means people were unhappy with the platform but still part of the organization. Right. It's like the people criticizing this action probably are those people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like that's the people on the other side too. Is like some of them, maybe some of them are wanting more extreme platform items. I don't know. Right. But, we, 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 haven't, we haven't asked every single person who works yeah. for the North Carolina GOP how they stand on various issues and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right about that. Um, <clears throat> oh, I had a thought and then my nose ran and then I uh, lost it. The, my thought went out with my snot. You should have more cocaine before we have these conversations. Yes, you get low energy at the end. <laughs> I heard that Tony Schwartz was at the last debate. Uh, he's, I, was, exactly. I follow him. He oh, he's the co-author of Art of the Deal. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so he's like a um, a foil for Trump now. Oh, bless and he he certainly got a lot of prominence being like a Trump decoder, I guess. Yeah. In yeah. the last uh, in, in his last little while, and so I'm following him on Twitter, and he was there. And he was with glee just describing when Trump recognized him. Because <laughs> they do like the glad handing after the thing. And then he was like, oh, oh, God, it's you. <laughs> That's excellent. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, oh here's the other thing about the, the GOP uh, thing, the firebombing. Um, uh, an another thing that I just feel like it's maybe important to, to raise about the opposition to giving is, that, <clears throat> excuse me is that a lot of times it's coming from people who are specifically victimized by the GOP, right? Yeah. So it's people, it's it's women, it's it's trans people, it's minorities, things like that, who who are specifically victimized by the policies pushed by that party. And so take Trump out of it, you know. I mean, the, the North Carolina's got that, you know, ridiculous religious freedom slash bathroom bill mm -hmm. thing going on uh, just, to, just to, you know, alienate trans people and make them feel like shit. Um, so... Uh, I, I also get that. It's like, well, it, that must be nice for you to feel like you can do this nice little gesture um, mm -hmm. and have your moment of smugness, right? Um, but in the meantime, you're helping these people who are trying to ruin my life. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I, 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 I get that too. So it, in, other, in other words, as in many things, there is nuance to, to the subject. It is not all a good idea and all a bad no, idea. There, no, there's no nuance. It puts cheer on, tear on your cheek. Done. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I keep flattening that. It flattens that nuance. Um, there's this funny footage of, of Alex Jones doing his live kind of reaction to the debate, uh -huh. um, wherein he just freaks out because he's awake, I guess. Alex, he probably has night terrors. Probably screams all night. He is a night terror. Yeah. 
<laughs> also, don't come on the show, you you no, crazy person. Um, God no. My my understanding, I um, is that basically the way he yelled. That's how he talks to everyone. So the oh, office yeah. is like everyone yelling at each other all the time like that, <laughs> and that's just kind of how it is. Alex Jones being the um, Infowars guy. Infowars. Crazy. crazy uh, oh. Um, conspiracy theory guy, I guess, also. Someone who recently did an interview for InfoWars, Jill Stein. Jill Stein, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I didn't see the interview, but I saw that. that I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't deal. I was like, I can't. I can't. Can't watch this. Well, I you know, uh, I mean, on on the one hand, yes, that sounds crazy pants. Uh, yeah, on the one hand, yes, crazy pants to go on InfoWars because it legitimizes him and everything. But he, I mean, the reality is, he's already had the Republican candidate on a number of times. Oh, you know, I, I like, know, but like she's, but my, my problem is that again, like you said, legitimizing him, but also continuing with her little, you know, conspiracy mongering about how, you know, Hillary yeah. is actually the big problem about, you know, for world yeah. stability and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know what I'm starting to feel? Here's my conspiracy. You ready for this? My conspiracy is that Jill Stein is herself a plant of Putin. Like, like, like he hired her and 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 put her in that place to. to uh, I I to, think to Jill Stein is just a non-Republican Ben Carson. <laughs> well, no, you know what I mean. Like she, yeah, she's perfect. She, she's a well-regarded, from my understanding, doctor. She has a skill set that is honed and is obviously quite useful. She's been um, that does not mean, Yeah, that does not mean that those skills transfer in any any knowledge base at all uh-huh. to governorship. Right. And they should. There's no reason to think that they would. There's no reason to think they should. Right. Right. And so it's like she does that and she's passionate. He's also passionate. She seems to have her eyes physically open more. And she doesn't have a hold, sure. hold her hands up. She, it's like she's permanently waiting for a nurse to put, like, to dry off his hands before they're yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would say she she is more alert. That is true. Yes. <laughs> she is not somnambulant. And did you, did you watch the John Oliver's Last Week Tonight thing recently about the third party candidates? No. <gasps> oh, it's so good. Oh, I didn't know that. He, one he, he, he treats them seriously and tears them apart. Oh, I can't wait. I did not know this, but Jill Stein has um like um a sort of I guess independent song kind of but she's she's got a couple of albums out. Oh. Yeah. They're really terrible. Oh ho ho ho. They're like if someone is if like um someone tried to do Nirvana but like with a lute and with like quaaludes or something like it's really it's weird stuff. But his general is next week, uh, last week night. He starts, of course, with uh, Gary Johnson. Um, he and he limits it to the two of them. He doesn't go to um, uh, Berman Supreme or Zoltar or. Oh, people are ignoring McMullen, McMullen at their peril. Wait, does he say? I think he actually talked. Wait, does he talk about McMullen? I can't remember. But anyway, it's good and it's funny. And you know, she got she got uh, she apparently lost her cool as a result of being made fun of. Oh, uh, I think I believe that was the case. That I think it surprised me. It's probably just some tweets or whatever. She seems pretty thin-skinned. I gotta tell you, seem a little. I kind of like her hair though. It's kind of nice hair. Oh, like, I'll go with that. Like the, her haircut works well for her face. I think Jill Stein's hair. Good. Come on the show. Yes, <laughs> just the hair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, which is not like a reducing her to um, because she's like a woman. So I'm just gonna talk about her hair. I just actually watching because she she looks good with the kind of mostly salt but still a little bit of pepper uh-huh. thing she's got it's and literally looks, the only positive thing i can think of to say about her i'm reaching uh yeah. it, it, and it's an elegant haircut uh you know uh she's i mean she's you know she's a good looking woman 
she's I, I don't think she I don't think she should be anywhere near the presidency. <laughs> um <laughs> It's just funny, you gotta hear you gotta splashing around and like I'm thinking to think of nice things to say about Jill Stein. It's like, uh, good, bum, bum, bum. good looking woman. She's a, I, fun, she's a handsome woman. She's a handsome woman. <laughs> she's a handsome woman, Ben Carson. Yes, yes. Uh, she she is definitely better looking than Ben Carson. Yeah, um, and I, to my knowledge, she has not interrupted interviews to run away looking for her luggage. But God, you know, she is the right, that is the absolute right comparison because uh, <laughs> I cannot now decide which of them is crazier. Yeah. I can't, I cannot um, decide. I mean, I really just meant that as far as a, a non-transferability of, of uh, authority. But it's, from... but it's working on several levels. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I read through the, the, the one here about like the men you can survive without us thing, but I don't know. If oh I yeah. Feel... I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to read it. <laughs> All right. I'll, it, I'll read it and we can talk it's, about it's, it. It's one of those, it's sort of not that similar from, there was that article we talked about a, a number of episodes ago about, uh, um, about the sort of base conception that like masculinity is toxic and horrible or whatever, like that kind of a thing. And it's just sort of like, man, you don't need us to survive and stuff. And like, don't, don't allow your, your identity to require having a a partner or to conquer a partner. So again, which in a certain extent, like, yes, but on the other hand, it's like, terrible advice. No, no, it's not. It's just one of those, but the specific is like, you don't need us to survive. And it's like, well, the species does. True. Asshole. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know? But I, I feel like we're we probably got that covered on the whole. Well, but it's I'm... it's it's just to go back to that. Like there's strong evolutionary reasons why it's difficult for males who don't have yes. partners. Of course. And and, and to just say social reasons. And I, I, I it, it it rankles me. I believe I'm using that the right way. Yep. To uh when when people are sort of just like, Hey buddy, it's cool. Just deny that. Deny the millions. It's <laughs> like like without acknowledging that it even exists and it's like no just just be fundamentally different and not that we shouldn't strive to that obviously because like right. we're I, i'm wearing clothes is not natural you know like uh, right this, this conversation online with facebook friends are like oh this isn't natural like as far as like some you know whatever line everyone has their own little line it's like well mm-hmm. you're talking about a computer indoors <laughs> you're indoors talking to me on a computer and you have, I know for a fact you've survived like uh, health scares that you would not have. You might have a machine <laughs> that's changing the temperature of the air inside. I know. <laughs> I know. So we can, you can say, I think this is the line and that's fine. But don't say it's not natural because yeah. that's just stupid. That's yeah. lazy thinking. Um, but yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, yes, I get it. But I mean, just sort of painting people as being deviants versus like, historically these people who who get really upset and don't have a partner they would just kind of go off in a corner and die yeah but now but now through technology they can complain online and then buy a gun and murder someone sure um, sure and, or have an egg avatar, <laughs> egg avatar. or or really really get familiar with the various platform renditions of the eggplant yeah <laughs> uh, but but anyway, like, so what's what's the target here? Like, is it just just guys in general who are unhappy um, being alone, or is it like a certain kind of guy that this they're is, referring to? And this is uh, men, straight cisgendered men. We need to talk. I've been concerned about you for quite some time. You've been acting out, the yelling, the name calling, the violent outbursts. I've been watching with keen interest, apparently since the beginning of the human species, and I uh, finally understood the pain and fear at the root of it. 
And I need you to understand something. You can survive without us. Not only can you survive without us women, you can thrive. You can be successful, happy, fulfilled, all without us. Nobody likes rejection. It sure does thing, but you are so much more than your relationship to us. They're trying to position it in a kind of, hey, buddy, it's cool. It's great. You're awesome. Which right. is like, that's fine. But I just kind of, it's also kind of, I mean, there's sort of a bit of a, a kind of sarcastic or pandering tone or something. But yeah, it's, um, it's not like we all just decided, we just decided on our own. Like, you know what would be neat? To to be to have a have a female partner that would be great. I'm gonna get fixated on yeah. that. It, it you know it uh, yeah it, yeah. It's it like sitting we're just sitting there going you know what? Yep, I just I just made myself hungry. I just <laughs> made myself need food, uh, and I just made myself have. Uh, uh, it's like you know I, someone was about to murder me, and I was gonna be fine with that. I thought you know what I should be afraid to die. Right. I should just. I, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. I recommend that to other people. Hmm. Let's everybody be afraid. To I can die. see the benefits of that. Yeah, actually, yeah right. Like long I mean, term. I was thinking I would just be like whatever, and a guy comes out with an axe and be like, "Meh, it's good." I, I watched some TV shows. I'm it's fine. natural. You can kill my head. You can just chop my head off. It's cool, bro. Um, yeah. So there's, there's an element of that. So it's like one of those. It's like I don't disagree with chunks of the message. It's just right. something about the presentation. And, and it, again, not in the kind of I'm an MRA or whatever, but it's like there's a middle ground there, I think, that would probably be better for both people. At least arguments. to acknowledge That's the root yeah. of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you're, you're sad because – You're not just making a selfish choice because you want to have a female partner. You're not like just, just being needy for, for no, the sake of being and, needy or childish. And then sort of rejecting that notion of the competition and why men are like that differently. It's like, well, because we're trying to to propagate the species. And for right. whatever reason, that's pretty deep in our things. And it's like, I mean, that also is kind of why women are, are culturally, typically, probably, I'm guessing, like a little more objectified. And it's like that they sh we, we can, again, change. and like, We, we should strive to be better. We can strive to be better. But at the same time, it's still, from an evolutionary perspective, makes sense. You are the finite resource, ladies. We are not. We compete because once once you have picked a mate, you're occupied for a very long time. Right. right. Uh, a male is not. A male is... is 15 minutes and a nap, not occupied anymore. <laughs> uh, right? And it's just... The nap is so important. Yeah. Well, like walruses, I mean, they fight, they get the dominance, and then one male basically impregnates all the women, and then right. he, he murders all the other guys or something. Like, there's, right, right, right. I, I think I may be exaggerating that last part, but, but you know, it's very one-sided. say it's true. What the fuck? And it's <clears throat> reflected across the animal kingdom. You yeah, know. And, and like in like the, the state of nature kind of situation, I would be screwed. There'd be no passing on these genes. I would just be done. Oh, me too. I mean, now I think I'm, I'm in a good spot. No, you like, would be, you know, big and brutish. And, no, no, well, no, if we're talking natural. You would I, probably, I would, you would personally would, probably kill me. <laughs> well, now I could, but I wouldn't have gotten to the position where I could kill you in uh -huh. any kind of natural scenario is what I mean. Yeah. Right? I like probably we, wouldn't want to make the trek all the way up to Canada. It, it, <laughs> but I mean, if we're rewinding the clock, I got to yes. rewind the clock on everything. And I, I, I was a breach birth. I would never, I wouldn't have, mm, you okay. know, all right. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here at all. Um, so, so uh, selectively rewinding the clock though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 I'm just, yeah. You know, like Trump it. does. Yes. <laughs> make America great I, again. We're going to There is also something that, that, Kellyanne Conway made a defense of him that he wasn't lying. He just didn't know the truth. And so he was saying what he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's actually, while not a defense, 
the way she means it. I think that's something people really feel like, you know, he's lying. And it's like, he kind of isn't. Yeah. Like, he's almost giving him too much credit by saying Yeah, like, a lie in that scenario was a choice, right? Like, he's reflecting on the fact, and he is choosing to not use it. He's not even considering it. It's like that, you're not even wrong statement. It's Mm -hmm. like, he's not even lying. He's just saying whatever in the moment furthers... The narrative, which isn't that yeah. he's going to make America great again. He's emitting words, and, and that's well, that's he funny. he is, but all he's saying is, um, "I am awesome," and he's just whatever words fit that mm. in the moment. And so yeah. when when he doesn't take the corrections in those conversations, like, "Oh, actually, here's a different fact," and then he'll say, "No," he's I think from his perspective, it's the words that that show that I'm awesome. No, yeah. you're not awesome. Yes, I am awesome more words that say that I'm awesome. And that's every conversation I think he has. Yeah. Right. And there's not really a, a greater depth. He's just that car salesman who is just like, my goal is to sell you this car. It doesn't matter. The specs of the car do not matter. Right. You just, I want you just to buy the car. Um, so I'm just going to say things until you buy the car. I'm not lying. I'm just saying things until you yeah. buy the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not like Clinton's not going to say that in like a debate or whatever no she doesn't need to really no no she doesn't but but there's still this kind of like it's he's a compulsive liar but he's just not it's it's kind of transcendent in a way yeah yeah it's like (laughs) a state it's like a state of uh of uh, it's like a sublime lying it's uh it's uh, a a state of zen he is he is he is like he is a, a a human version of the book ulysses where it's just an endless stream of consciousness with no, or uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I guess we're probably I was gonna say. Uh, have, we, have we ever talked about? It? Have you read Ulysses? I get like I've tried a few times. I I've no. never even started it. Because I, I've started like the first page. I was like, well, this isn't gonna work. No, I've tried that. I tried the first page, and I like, wait, I just read the first line like ten times. And I, and my view was, uh, people say that that's a good book because they get a little Stockholm. Going on. <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's not a good book because if you have to force yourself even people who say they love it they're like yeah i had to read the first i have to read each page like 10 times before i can really even comprehend what's going well, on i don't it's know like, i mean i can see value in that you know like there's, well it can be gratifying like really dense music that you go over and over and then like once you've listened to it like the 15th time no, you're no, like, no no oh wow you know but then, well that's not the same thing though because you you don't have to then listen 10 seconds to a song and then loop that 10 seconds 50 True. times. True. Um, like, it's not one thing. I mean, it's not like a murder mystery where you read it, you read it or watch it again. You're like, oh, cool. Clues I didn't see. It's like, it, if it doesn't make sense at a basic comprehension level, and if you have to really force yourself to read it, I don't see how Ulysses in general, in specific, but also those books of that kind, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Faulkner falls into that category for me. Uh-huh. Um, that... I uh, to me that makes it not good. Like the, I am that's not prepared a, to dismiss uh, yeah. James Joyce uh, along with you, just not knowing enough to say so. Um, oh, fair enough. But I mean, as that thing, like um, a former boss of mine, he was a uh, uh, an English major in really like a PhD or something, or he almost PhD. He read Chekhov in Russian, so he's kind of a crazy person. Whoa. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah. And so he he loved Faulkner. He was very excited when I read The Sand of the Fury because we were talking about it. And I was like, this is really, I didn't really like it. It was, it was just terrible. And and for those basics, for the same reasons, right? It was like, okay, uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is confusingly written to me. And then he's like, oh, I, I had to reach every page. I had to reach every chapter like four times 
like the first time through so I could understand it. And it's like, that's bad writing. I'm sorry. That is just bad writing. Like it's not to get them suck the marrow from the bones it's to understand what's going on. If you have to reread it several times, that's poor writing. Um, yeah, may, maybe. I mean, maybe. Well, that's but, like. Well, that's maybe it's just something that's like that just takes more processing power. You know, more um, uh, as you might no. say, cycles um, <laughs> to to churn through. And then once okay. you do, it's worth it's worth the churn. Okay, all right. It's like Bitcoin. So, right, right, right. Um, or or it's like the Michael Bay Transformers movies um, because you have to watch those action sequences four or five times in a row before you can understand the robots moving, which means it's a sophisticated, complex piece of filmmaking and that yeah. it's really quite good, Paul. So uh, oh, we can't okay. dismiss right. Michael Bay, right? That's the right. same thing. Right. That okay. is literally that is literally the same thing. Maybe. You're maybe. not, not going to defend those movies, Paul. I mean, I'm, uh, believe me, I'm the last person. Except for the voice movie. acting. Voice <laughs> well, I've only ever seen the first one. Still, I haven't. I haven't yeah. gone beyond. But, right, but, uh, but well, I think both can be true. I think it can be d- difficult uh, for Bitcoin mining, and then it can be difficult <laughs> for purposelessness of uh, for complexity for complexity's sake. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But like, the people who like want to read Ulysses say, like, I just can't, and then they try it, and they think it's some fun thing. It's like that. It's not a. How is that a fun experience? Yeah, I don't understand. Like that's not that's not that's not a marker of something that's good. Something that's good is you you can even if it's a slog, you make it through, and you don't have to force yourself to do it if you're enjoying it. That's not, um, you know, that's just a right. really weird thing to me. No, I but get that. Yeah, I don't think that's as contentious as my uh, lyrics are irrelevant. Point. No, that that was Looney Tunes. You're just no, I'm right correct right on that, but right. I don't think it's not as contentious. Just, just that's contentious. Completely losing it. Oh really? Losing it. So like, like, I was, I was like, do I, do I, sh- does, does, does Brian need help? <laughs> Should I call someone for him? Oh, Should I talk oh, to when... his wife in private and well, say she, I'm she worried disagrees. about Brian? She disagrees with me, even though I can point regularly to examples where we're like actually listening to a song and and then like, oh, here's a good example of my of my thesis, and she's like, yeah, but but, and then she tries to say that I'm wrong, and I try to say she's or that she's wrong. Uh, yeah, your little anecdotal very, examples no do not. Yeah, yeah, it add up to like proving your conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm correct about that. But one of the things, <laughs> one of the things established. <laughs> uh, you, Paul, you're you're a nasty man. Um, <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Time to be done. Yeah. Um, do you have anything pithy to end it on? I feel like this is just going to be a car crash episode. <laughs> it's, it's 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 one of the uh, you know um, uh, we can uh, s- send uh, positive wishes to to our listeners, listeners, uh, 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 think kateers, perhaps. Um, oh, think I quit. <laughs> th- think thinkeristas. Think. That's better. Thinkeristas? Okay. Thinkeristas. But right. that's kind of feel like that's limiting our gender. Think. Oh, is it? I don't know. I feel like thinkeristas would be. Um, we have like the peronistas. There, there's anybody who is. Well, you know. Maddie and I, we got business cards for Gastrobug, and we were toying. We're just like co founder and endemophagist or endemophage. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So people are like, oh, what does that mean? And, and just because, like, what the hell title? But one of the things we were joking was that, like, a um, co-founder, and for me, co-founder, and buggerist. And then <laughs> Maddie's would be buggerista. Ah, um, okay. And I was yeah. like, that's actually really funny. And I made a joke about that on the one food blogging place that we sort of belong to. And the guy's like, oh, you probably shouldn't use that because 
like buggery in, in England. Right, right, it's right. It's like a sex thing. It's like, well, also that's here, but thank you. Yeah, but that's yeah, <laughs> but I, funny. I, thank you. Yeah, um, I clearly said that was a joke title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm sticking with Thinketeers. Uh, Thinketeers, uh, uh, I, I, I want to personally apologize for the big delays in delivering episodes. They are almost always my fault. Almost. Um, and yeah, uh, we, we appreciate you sticking with us. I don't know how many of you there are. I don't know if I'm talking to 10 people or I'm talking to 100 people. But uh, In between that number, but yeah. It certainly can't be more than that. <laughs> uh, but I want to thank you for sticking with us. And uh, there, we're not going to have a show next week either because I'm going to be traveling. But uh, we're, we're, we're here for you. Uh, we're, actually, we're not here for you. We're, we're here for e- each other. Now, I'm really here for me, and Brian's here for himself. You're um, really losing, you're losing the track here. But we are here, is what I'm saying, and we're glad that <laughs> you're here and listening to us uh, put things in your ear holes. 